think you make you think you make up for all that's over here, huh? Verse of the week. Since we weren't here Sunday, Matthew seven seven. Ask and it shall be given to you. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. Yes, yes. It goes along with James. It says, ask and he'll give you the answer. I love that scripture. How many goes through times they wish they had the answer? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Also, ladies' Bible study is going to be this Monday, but they're not doing the food until the next week for those that go. They were going to eat this Monday, but they're going to move it to next Monday. Right, Donna? That's the information you got. Uh, also, pantry still needs things to bring in. We've got quite a few prayer requests. Uh, Michael Tyndall's, Mike's, Mike's boy, Michael, uh, his girlfriend is going in tomorrow for back surgery, spine surgery, like a, how many hour was it? Eight hour, Eight hour surgery. She's young, and it, it, is it cancer? It's cancer down her backbone. So we need to lift that up tonight. Uh, Sarah Twitty, her little girl named Eden, is getting a liver tomorrow. And a donor, uh, her husband's her husband's sister is donating uh, liver, which I don't understand how you do that. Don't you have to have your liver? A portion of it? Really? Well, anyway, that, that that's a prayer answered. Uh, keep Raymond in prayer. He's just battling cancer. And we're going to start getting him set up over here in the lounging chair so he can come to church. Uh, it'd be good for him. He can't sit for some reason right now. And also, Mike Coffey, who we've been praying for, uh, he's a teacher at St. John's seven, in his seven, early 70s. But the kids love him, and he's a great, great guy. He's, he's battling big time. I mean, he's, 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 he's got pneumonia in both lungs. He's got fluid on the outside of his lungs now. He's went septic. Is that how they say it? Septus or septic? Doc's not here tonight. He couldn't be here. But anyway, uh, not good. Things are not good. Uh, so we need to keep him in prayer. Father, we, we just lift up. Lift up starting out by lifting up Mike. Father, we've, uh, we've kept him in prayer. You know the ins, you know the outs. Lord, most of all, the, the doctors that are down there, those that are uh, researching what he's got uh, as they take biopsies and take different samples, let them, let them know exactly. Give you, you speak to them, Lord, of what he needs to get on the other side of this and get on top of this. We lift Tracy up as she's battling with him, uh, not knowing what to do. Uh, we thank you, Lord, that uh, you're the healer. And we speak healing over his lungs right now. We come against anything that's causing any problems that he can get off the ventilator and he can get back. It's not time to go. Father, he's, he's needed by the kids. He's needed by his wife. He's needed by people. Father, we thank you. We speak life over him right now, and we thank you for that. We just speak life over him. Lift up Raymond. We curse that cancer that's trying to pull him out, and we thank you that uh, the cancer has no place in anybody's body. We just curse it right now, and we thank you that Raymond's standing strong and going to continue to stand strong and trust in you. We thank you for that. Lift up Sarah's surgery, uh, the liver transplant, what they're going to do there. Thank you that that it's amazing what they can do now, Father. We just lift this little one's life up, and we thank you, Father, that this transplant's going to go well. Her body's going to receive it, and she's going to get strong and well also. Lift up Margaret. Uh, Margaret, uh, Margaret right now is, is uh, having trouble. Uh, we lift her up. We just speak life to her right now, Father. We uh, 
her oxygen level, uh, her just her whole system, Father, we thank you that uh, she's going to get better and better and better. And we lift up, lift up Michael's uh, girlfriend. I can't think of her name, but Father, you know what's going on tomorrow. This long surgery. Let the doctors know exactly uh, what need to do and how to do and get her off the table quickly so she can get recovered. Every bit of the cancer will be removed. None of it's gone anywhere else except right there where it's at. We speak life over her in Jesus' name. Yes. Amen. Amen. Jenny's mom, Margaret, she dehydrated and got her oxygen level down. So she's at the hospital last night and she's back home now and doing better. But you know, Margaret's having trouble knowing where she's at and what she's doing. And she forgets everything now. So to tell her you need to drink water, she'd say, okay, and she might take a drink, but then she forgets that she needs all to drink all day. So I need to keep her in prayer. Why, why can't my mind think of her last name? My gosh, Rachel Rickenberg. Margaret Rickenberg. Yeah. The Go, if you will. I want to review just a little bit on this. We're, we're going to be talking about the gifts of the Spirit. We're going to be talking about, going to be talking about words of wisdom, words of knowledge, and discerning of spirits. And it, it's so interesting when you start teaching on this, and don't do this to me tonight, you get real quiet because you think that's only for at church. Not. Just like right now. The doctors for Mike need, need wisdom. They need the Holy Spirit to just speak to them of what's going on. They don't have to know. It's not like their, their, schooling's gonna, their schooling is going to help them, but to get a word of wisdom for the situation, that's what they need right now. The same with anybody that is sick and going on. But, but we got that. I want to read, read 1 Corinthians 12. And I'll have, I'm going to be referring to a lot of scriptures, so if you're taking notes, I'm not going to take time to read the whole, the whole things. So I'm just going to refer to them, and you can write it down. Chapter 12, 1 Corinthians says, Now, concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant. Well, they're not making fun of you. They just want you to understand how they work. You know that we are, gent you know, you know that you were Gentiles carried away to these dumb idols, however you were led. Therefore, I make known to you that no one speaking by the Spirit of God calls Jesus accursed, and no one can say that Jesus is Lord except the Holy Spirit. There are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are differences of ministry, but the same Lord. And there are diversities and act activities, but it, the same God who, who works in all. I like that because the last scripture there is talking about God, who's in charge and knows everything, passing down to Jesus, who's going to do the ministry of who needs to do, and then he tells the Holy Spirit who lives in you. You all know that, don't you? God's in, it's all one. God's in heaven, Jesus at right-hand side, but the Holy Spirit is who you fellowship with and who speaks to you all of the time, all of the time. But it's all in charge of God. Then it goes on and says, but the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one to profit all. Not to profit you. The gifts are not for you. The gifts are for you to be used like Jesus was used. The gifts are to help other people. The gifts are there to, to edify us. For to one is given the word of wisdom, 
through the Spirit to another, word of knowledge through the same Spirit to another, faith by the same Spirit to another, gifts of healing by the same Spirit to another, the working of miracles to another, prophecy to another, discerning of spirits to another, different kinds of tongues and to another, interpretation of tongues. But one and the same Spirit works all these things, distributing each one individually as he, I like, I like that last part, as he wills. He's placed those gifts in every... If you're born again, you have the fullness of Christ. If you have the fullness of Christ, then you have every one of these that we're talking about. They're there for God to use you to touch and minister to other people and, and get you through the day. <laughs> really. Without the Holy Spirit, I'd be gone. When I... I'm talking to Greg, I think, a while ago. This right here is my... Anybody else have a problem with your mind? This is what keeps me up at night when I shouldn't be. Even though I know what to do to get back on track, it's still that moment of thinking and having a thought that's probably not true most of the time, but yet your mind entertains it. We can't live by our mind. That's the only thing I got against President Trump. He just can't control his mouth that comes from his mind. He called a judge today an idiot. I mean, you, you just don't do those things. That's operating by the flesh. Back to me. <laughs> we, we've got to recognize that we've got this stuff. And when you need the answer to something, he's going to give you the answer. That's our scripture verse, Matthew 7, 7. Ask and you will receive. That's just what it says. He'll take care of you. He, he's, he's in the taking care of business. But 1 Corinthians 12, 7 there says, Designed to, to profit all. We can deliver... We're, we're, kind, we're kind of like the, the big old UPS truck. You see the truck coming, you're not excited about the truck. You're excited about what's inside the truck. We need to walk every day of our life where people see us, they're excited to see us because they know that we're going to have something that's going to touch their heart and touch their life. We're not going to complain and gripe and grumble. We're going to have something for them. We're going to have something to encourage them. We're going to have something to, to edify them. Uh, it's, it's so interesting. So many times you run into people and you find out their whole life history because all they talk about is their self. When in fact, that's not the way it's supposed to be. We're supposed to be asking and talking about them and the concerns they have. And then in turn, they should do the same towards us because in that, the gifts can be used. The gifts can't be used if I'm talking about me. Did you hear that? If I'm only talking about me and I can't do nothing but talk about me and what I know and what I can do, there is no way the gifts are going to flow through there. Because the idea of the gifts is to edify all. I can't edify you if I'm talking about me. Anybody understand what I'm saying? And so when you, and, and it's, it's not, this is not something that only happens when you walk in the door of a church. This is every place you work. Every, everybody you run in contact with, I don't care if you're going to McDonald's, I don't, care if, I don't care what you're doing, you can be used by the gifts of the Spirit. I don't care if you're going to Walmart, you can be used by the gifts of the Spirit. You can just flow with that and know that God's got it. John 1, 4, we read this last week. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. Really, if we can get a hold of this, it's what keeps the church alive and going. It keeps, it keeps us, in a sense, in a, in a place where I want to come and be around other Christian people because I know they've got something to help me. I, wanna, I, want, I have something to offer, but I can't be thinking about that. I've got to be thinking about 
knowing I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm excited about getting to church because somebody's going to help me. Somebody's, this is supposed to be a hospital. And if everybody's doing their part, then everybody's going to get edified and build up and we're all going to leave feeling better when the night's over and then carry that over to where we go the next day and what we do. God's got that. It's broke down, in the set of scriptures, it's broke down in revelation gifts or the word of wisdom, word of knowledge, and discerning spirits. The power gifts, if you're writing this down, is faith, healing, and miracles. The vocal gifts are tongues, interpretation of tongues, and prophecy. Now I want to talk tonight about the revelation gifts. Word of wisdom. It is the word on the subject or situation at hand is the solution to the problem. I've got another definition. It's the will of God on every situation. When you're walking in your everyday life, you need to have the wisdom. Now, we can study and get wisdom, and we can get this inside of us, and it's more apt to come out, but it's not the study that made the doctor good. It's, it's not the study that makes anybody good at anything. It's the Spirit of God flowing through them with wisdom on answering and solving the situation and problem. There's nothing more important, folks, than having wisdom from God every day of your life. Because let's say you're going along and all of a sudden you get offended. God is always speaking. Wisdom is don't let it get you. You say, well, that's a word of wisdom. That's a part of a word of wisdom. That's a, that's a knowing for the problem. We had a situation, Neil and I, I don't know where he's hiding right now, back there. We had a situation in this lighting. We were working on the lights, and all of a sudden, this whole section of lights just, bam, went off. And we unplugged, and we plugged, and so we finally climbed up, and Neil had his thoughts and everything, and I didn't have a clue. I haven't been up there in so long. I stuck my head up there, and I thought, oh, my gosh, if everybody could see all the wires and all the stuff that's up here. And my thought at the time was, we need wisdom on this. Neil, just out of the blue, said, could it be that, could it be that junction box that's just right above your head? Guess what it was? That junction box right above her head. Now, he, we moved a wire, which moved it in the junction box, but we didn't see that and didn't know that. And that wire wasn't in good contact, so one of the leads pulled out. The crazy part is, the hot wire was still running to this, so when we grounded this, we would get a signal like it had power, but it wasn't working. It was the ground wire that came off. But the word of wisdom, where to look, and as soon as I took the cover off, I could see the copper wire. So I had him turn off the breaker, I twisted them back together, and everything worked. You say, well, what's that got to do with the spiritual realm? Everything's in the spirit realm. And if you can get a handle on that simple thing there, then you can get a handle on your everyday walk, your everyday dealing with people, your everyday everything you do. You listen and you get the word of wisdom on the situation. Everybody's got problems. Wouldn't it be nice to have the answer to every problem? We do. But we've got to learn to listen to the voice, just like Neil. I mean, it just come up. Could it be that junction box where that wire goes to? Well, I wouldn't think it would. We put them in and built them so they don't mess up. There's not a problem. First, I thought it was the plug-in. I took the plug-in completely off, and I still had the same 
problem that I had before I took it off. So I knew it wasn't there, so I didn't know where it was at. But he got the answer. It's something that we, every one of us can use. It's, it's the word on the subject or the situation at hand. It's the solution. And where's it from? It is from studying. It is from knowing what you're doing on your job. It is for understanding that. It is for experience. But it's still God speaking when you get the answer. And many times, you don't have a clue why you're saying what you're saying, but you've got the answer, especially for somebody else. When they tell you a story about something, then all of a sudden you feel, well, could, it, could this have been what it was? You know, most of us carry luggage from our past. We don't even know we're carrying it. But many times other people see that luggage. And th why do they know that? Because they're getting words of wisdom on the situation, on, on trying to help everybody. It happens all the time. I, I can't tell you the number of times that I've been preaching and just look across and see somebody and know an answer to a problem that I know they're having that I didn't have before. That's called a word of wisdom. We see it, we see it in Scripture all the time. If you want to write scripture down, John 8, 3 through 11, where the woman got caught, uh, the woman that was caught in adultery. They were setting Jesus up in that one. And they were saying to him, the law says that if you catch someone in adultery, they're to be stoned. Now he had to have the answer for this. He couldn't get up. If he was going to be walking in grace, which he is, if he was going to be teaching grace, which he did, does, if he was going to be living for grace, he couldn't answer that, but he had to have an answer. So he knelt down. God spoke to him what to say, because I love where it says in Scripture, Jesus said, I don't say anything until he speaks to me. That's the way we're supposed to be. But in that situation, what did he do? He rose up and he said, I love this. He who is without sin among you, let him throw a stone at her first. He wasn't saying, he wasn't blanketing. You all have sinned and you're messing up. He was saying, he was, he was making it so they couldn't know what to do about it. He said, he who doesn't sin, you first throw the stone. And then the others will follow you maybe. But they all didn't have a word to say. And what did it say? They left, what I thought was interesting, they left from the oldest to the youngest. That's because we're all a mess. But he had a word of wisdom for the situation. You say, well, Jesus would have that. Well, of course he would. What about Acts 23, 6 through 11? That's, a, that's an interesting, I need to read that one. Interesting situation. Paul had got a little bit mouthy and, and was cutting down the, the Jewish people in his way that he did it, not meaning to, but he was still flesh like us. Well, they got mad at him, the Jewish people did, and they literally the, had, the, had the Jewish police force arrest him. So he got pulled in front of them, and he, he was going to have to try to talk his way out of it. Well, listen what happens. Verse 20, 23, verse 6, I think it is, I got wrote down. Maybe I'll kill Yes. Paul knew he had a predicament. Paul, Paul needed a word of wisdom. Okay, listen what happened. But when Paul perceived that one part 
were Sadducees and the other Pharisees, he cried out in the council, Men or brethren, I am a Pharisee, the son of a Pharisee, concerning the hope of resurrection of the dead, and I am being judged. And when he said this, the, the dissension among the, between the Pharisees and Sadducees assembly were divided. For Sadducees say that there is no resurrection and no angel and no spirit, and the Pharisees confess both. He knew by a word of wisdom, all right, to get out of this, I'm going to get those that are coming against me against each other. And he threw out there, I am this. And the other part said, well, I'm not that. And then they got to fighting, and that's how he got out of trouble. It got so bad that the Roman soldiers pulled him away because they thought he was going to get tore apart. What is that? That's living a daily life. Listen to me. That's living your daily life and listening to the gift of the Holy Spirit for wisdom in your situation. How many times have you been confronted with a situation at work or anywhere and you could tell there was, there was a problem going on and you didn't want to be a part of it? All you have to do is listen to God and have a word of wisdom in it or step back and wait and see what God's going to do with it. Kind of like Jesus did. He, he, went, down, he went down on the floor and... And let it be taken care of. What about this one? I love this one. First Kings three sixteen. You all know this one. The two prostitutes in their daily life become pregnant. The first, the first gal had a baby. Three days later, the next gal, they were living together, had a baby. That baby died. They come to the king. King Solomon said, the one that baby died, said, that's my baby. She moved it at night. So the fight went on. Solomon had to have wisdom. So what did Solomon do? <laughs> I thought it was so good. He said, give me a sword and give me the baby. And he said, now, I'm going to cut the baby in half and you'll both get part of him. What happened? The one that really was the mother of the baby said, no, let the baby live. So then he knew who really was lying. That's wisdom. That's, that's, pretty, that's pretty extreme wisdom, but it still worked. And they knew the king would do it because the king could do whatever he wanted and get by with it. But that's a word of wisdom. And that's, that's just an example in your daily life. When things go on and things aren't going right, God can give you the wisdom for the situation and circumstance. It's really good when, you, when, you're, when, you're, when you're in charge of something to be able to come up to a situation and through your experience and through your life and through your training to look at a situation and go, I don't really know what to do here. And then all of a sudden God gives you the answer to the problem, a simple thing. Like do this and do that and do that and it's fixed. Do this and do that and it, that's okay. That'll be all right. It'll be okay. It'll be, this is the answer to that. Well, that won't work. Just do what I'm telling you to do. It'll be okay. And it works. You say, well, that's from experience. Partially, yes, but not if you're sensitive to the Holy Spirit. I, why, Charlie, I just got a picture of you back there cutting that meat up all day. I'd have to have words of wisdom to even know where to start on something like that. And he loves the cold. So he likes this weather. You can ask him after service about that. There's no wisdom to that at all, is there? <laughs> but word of wisdom. Now, I love, I love the word of knowledge. It goes with it. The word of knowledge is knowing the mind of God, past, present, or future. 
it's so awesome when someone comes up to you. Dr. Barclay, my pastor, is, is so gifted in this area. Ray Bench, when he comes here, is so gifted in this area. He can be praying for you and then all of a sudden just see the situation that you're going through without you saying a word and then have an answer to that situation. The definition of that is just plain and simple, knowing the mind of God. Jesus at the well, talking to the lady, and said, was talking about getting, getting the water out of the well. And he said, go tell your husband, go get your husband. And she said, but I don't have a husband. And he said, yeah, but you've had, you've, yeah, I know the one you're now, he's not, you're not married to him, but you've had husbands. What was that? That was a word of knowledge about her. It so blew her away, it changed her life. I thought the scene they did in the, what was the name of the programs we watched? Chosen. Chosen. I thought that was done so well because he's seen her, he knew. How many times in scriptures did you, did you do they say, Jesus knew their thoughts and their intents? Uh, Sometimes there's a discernment in that, which we'll talk about. But a word of knowledge on the situation is so important. Uh, I've had things spoke over me many times in my life uh, like that. Uh, what, about, what about when Jesus was asked about Lazarus? He said, he's sleeping, but he'll be better. And then prior to that, he said, no, his sickness, his sickness that he's got is, what was the word? His sickness for God is for the glory of God, is what he said earlier. Then they said, well, if he's sleeping, he'll be all right. He said, no, he's dead. And they looked in like, what? They were all here, and that all was taking place where he was at. He knew God's plan on all that. He already seen it in detail. He said, well, of course he did. He was Jesus. You can live the same way. If God wants to use you in that, you can live the same way. I can't tell you the number of times I have seen people in the church and I've known by their things that they say and the things that they do that they're not going to be here very long. You say, well, that's just because you've been around a long time. No, it's just, it's, it's just God speaks to you. You know, they're here, but they're not going to stay. And I think, oh, that's a bummer. Or if there's problems going on, you think, oh, I hope things change because it looks like they're going to be going. Do you like that? I've even told a person one time, and they left real quick because I said it. I said, that's fine. But when you buy that, that's going to tie you up every weekend. And you'll, you'll end up not being in church. And they thought, well, who are you? Well, guess what? They bought what I was talking about, and they haven't been in church since, after about a month or two. He said, well, what are you talking about? Well, that's just, that's just a knowing on the situation. You say, was that a knowing because you've been through it? Somewhat, but when you know that you know that you know that you know, when you get a word of knowledge for the situation about somebody and what they're going through and what's taking place, you can say, you can say to that person, you know, I'm just going to give you a warning. You're living a life you shouldn't be living. That's God's word. And it will eventually, you know, you all know that no matter what you plant, it grows. If you're living in sin, choosing to do opposite of what the Word says, it will bite you. I'm as guilty as the next. And we can, we can have little seeds or big seeds. They all grow. And they all cause you problems if you're doing what you're not supposed to be doing. That's just the way it works. 
But when you're, when you're operating in these gifts, you have to be real careful not to cut the person down. We had a prophet one time come through at, at a church when I went to Sparta. All he told you was things you did wrong. And nobody wanted to even come because they were scared, terrified. That's not the way to use the gifting of the Spirit. Gifting of the Spirit is knowing what's going on but giving them the answer to what their problem is. So we've always got the answer because it's right here in the Word. We just have to know it and, and walk through it and let God take care of it. Now, there's, there's, there's a couple examples where the word of knowledge and word of wisdom work together. In Acts 27.10, it says, I perceive that this is the will, this will end in disaster. What was going on there? Paul was, Paul was going to Jerusalem. Paul was in a, the boat that wrecked off the island of Cyprus. Was that it? Somebody help me out here. Yes. Say it again. Yes, however you say it, Patmos, yes. Anyway, he told them before they left, guys, I don't think we should go. What was he getting? He was getting a word of wisdom on the situation. Then, then it goes on, and then whenever they, the boat's getting ready to, they threw out the anchors, and everybody threw the lifeboats out, and they were all going to pile in lifeboats. What was his word? I have a... I have a, a, a little answer here, don't do that or will none make it? Well, that was a word of knowledge on the situation. And wisdom was, you shouldn't go. Knowledge was, now, if you want to live through this, don't do this, because we all have to get out together. That's God using the gifts of the Spirit, and if they would have listened to him with words of wisdom, they wouldn't have had to have the words of knowledge to take care of it. But yet God had a plan for Paul. Paul knew he was going to get to Jerusalem. He didn't know how he was going to get there, but he was going to get there. But everybody else was blessed to get there with him. But it's awesome to see how God works in everything. Now, now there's discerning of spirits, which I, the ability to recognize the personality or, or condition of the spirits who are behind the different manifestation and activities. Let me say that again. Discerning of spirits is the ability to recognize the personality or condition of the spirits which are behind different manifestations and activities. If you're sensitive to the realm of the spirit, you can drive through a lot of towns and know when you're driving through what kind of spirit's running the town. Cutler, poverty. It's been there for years and years and years and years and years. Stillville, don't throw anything at me, pride. It's a prideful city. Well, it's Germans that know how to do everything. It's a prideful city. But, but you can walk into a situation with people and you can discern. You've got to remember, everything, everything, Ephesians 6, 11, and 12, what's it tell? What do we fight? Principalities and powers. So that should be a very understandable situation in all of our lives. We should be able to discern what's going on. Uh, to, before I go into this, I've I got to share this. I just love this. I always talk about Chris, and don't get mad at me, but I don't care if you think he's guilty or not, he's still getting used by God right now. Case closed on that. He, they, he called, he's a mentor at the prison and talking to the inmates to help them. They had a young man that was just screaming, running up and down the halls, he ripped off his clothes and was naked and was just crazy, 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 crazy. They didn't know what to do with him. Little bitty wiry guy, they couldn't control him. They hollered at Chris, 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 come and see what you can do here. There was two or three of them holding this guy. 
And Chris, they had him kind of sitting in a chair, and Chris just pulled a chair up and looked at him, and he said, his eyes, he said, Dad, his eyes were so demonic, it was like he was looking straight through me. And it was all kinds of commotion, so he said, just under my breath, I just spoke to that spirit. He said, you evil spirit, you come out of him and get out of this building. Just what he told me, he said. And he said, all of a sudden, that guy just goes, and these guards and everybody did not. They didn't hear him, but they didn't. Whoa, whoa. So they took his hands off, and he just sat down. He just sat in a chair with his hands folded like this. They just sat and talked, and Chris said it was the craziest thing. He said, you wouldn't have believed it unless you was there. And they, he said to one of the guards, after about 10 or 15 minutes talking, just take him back to his cell. He'll be all right. Now, what is that? <laughs> That's discerning of spirits. That's recognizing that there's real activity going on. I said, Chris, do you have much of that? He said, oh. He said, yeah. He said, because everybody here is dealing with spirits like that. And he said, they're just rapid here. But he said, this was a case where I knew that I knew. He used to work over here at Mental Health. And he was walking down the hall at Mental Health. And one of the, one of the inmates, you call them inmates or, or patients. I think you call them patients. One of the patients come out and said, I know who you are. You've got God in you. And the eternal walked out. That guy was discerning the right spirit. But don't we have that same thing happen when Jesus went to the shore and those that had all the, had all the demons, that guy that had all the demons, those two that had all the demons that he cast out and put into the pigs. You've got to know it. You've got to discern it. And we've got that. And we've got to be sensitive to that. And we've got to recognize, we've got to recognize that in every day of our walk, we walk into people that have this kind of stuff. You've you got to be at the place where you, you recognize it. Second Corinthians 11, 13, and 15, uh, it, it says that the deceiver is an angel of light. In that, when I read that today, I had never seen this. It says in that set of scriptures, he's the angel of light. But it also says that he is even... A minister of righteousness. Now think about that. He is so deceptive that the person can act like they're holier than thou, but yet it's a wrong spirit that's got them to try to trick you. We've got to be able to discern that. We've got to be able to know. You know, have you ever walked up to somebody and they just act like they're holier than thou and you know something's wrong here. This is not right. Well, it's a spirit. That doesn't make them not saved. They're just going to allow a wrong spirit to occupy their presence and what's going on. Is it important to know this? Yeah, because that's what we're battling every day of our life. When someone's lying to you, do you pick up on it? Most of the time. Most of the time we know they're not telling the truth. Do you confront it? Sometimes you can, sometimes you can't, but you've got to know it. You've got to recognize that it's there. You've got to recognize that Jesus knew it all the time. Matthew 9, 4 Jesus said, Jesus said, why do, you have such an e why do you have such evil in your heart? He was discerning. He was discerning an evil that was in their heart when he was talking to them. Another time, uh, I love it when he was talking to uh, Peter. Matthew 16, 23, he said, Jesus turned to Peter and said, get behind me, Satan. He was explaining to them what was going to happen to him, and then Peter rebuked can't imagine rebuking Jesus. Peter rebuked Jesus and said, you, this can't happen to you. And what he say? Get behind me, Satan. You're talking out of the flesh. 
you're, 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 you don't even understand what I'm saying. I have to do this for you in the spirit realm. But he was talking in the flesh. No, you don't have to go there. That's discerning and recognized. Jesus recognized it. And if Jesus recognized it, then we can recognize it. And we can be in a place of walking with him and knowing that he's got this. Galatians 5.17 says that there's a battle going on all the time between our spirit and our soul. <sighs> My nights are like that. Anybody? Sleep like a baby. Good for you. Anything that's not pleasing, edifying, uplifting is the wrong spirit talking to you. When he's speaking, it's faith. Maybe things are going wrong. Maybe things aren't going right around you. Maybe situations, circumstances aren't right. The right way to handle it is through the speaking faith and listening to that voice, listening to that wisdom of what, who you really are in Christ. And when things aren't going bad, who's in charge of your life anyway? God is. So if anything's going wrong, why battle it with worry and, and, and thoughts like that? Why lose sleep? And I, I'm, I'm working on it. I'm guilty, but I'm doing better. Why not just shut it off and go, wait a minute, I, I, this is nonsense. Most of what I'm thinking is not even going on, not even taking place. The church is going to be okay. Everything's going to be all right. We're going to, we're, da, 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 da. God, you've got this. You know what's crazy? I've been here 34 years, and I'm still here. And the church is still standing, and we're still going. Have we lost people? Yes. Have we got people? Yes. I'm just a bus driver. I pick them up and I let them off. I pick them up and I let them off. Sometimes I kick them off. I shouldn't, but that's the flesh in me sometimes. Sometimes I make mistakes in what I say and do, but God still knows. If you, if you study the Song of Solomon, it says that where you're going to have problems is where you're growing in the church. Because see, we're not supposed to be offended by people that love us, but we're not supposed to be offended by anybody. And we've just got to learn. Why, why judge someone for what's going on when you don't have to judge someone for what's going on? You can just trust God and let him take care of it and recognize he's got it. Life in the spirit can be supernatural in the natural. Did you hear me? We can live in words of wisdom, words of knowledge. They can flow through you all day long if you recognize they probably are and you don't even know that's what they are. When you have an answer, give God credit for it. And the more you give God credit for it, the more you're going to have the answer. When you have, when you have a knowledge over a situation, thank God that you've got the knowledge. Thank God that it comes to you. When you discern there's a spirit on somebody, when you discern there's a spirit in a town, when you discern, don't you love to go, go somewhere in a business and somebody's a jerk? At the, we, we went to, I'm not going to say where we went. Donna and I went to a grocery store. And I almost lost it with a guy. Brand new store, and the guy that took care of us was an absolute jerk. And I just wanted to slap him. Well, I was discerning something, but I didn't know what it was. But I also was listening to Word of Wisdom, just leave it alone. And just leave. That's how our everyday's got to be. Someone offends you, you got to go, okay, 
I don't know what they're going through. I don't know what they lived through. I don't know what took place. In their life. I don't know what luggage they're carrying today, but I'm not going to carry their luggage. I'm going to say, bless you. I'll see you later and let, let it go. That's why we're teaching this stuff. This is not something that makes you spiritual. You're already spiritual. We've just got to learn that words, the first ones I'm talking about, words of wisdom, knowledge, and discerning of spirits is vitally important. I, Romans 11, 33. Oh, the depth of the riches of both of the wisdom and of the knowledge of God. I've seen that today. I went, wow, that's so good. The depth of the riches, both of the wisdom and the knowledge of God. We've got that. And as we learn the word, and we, the more of this we get, the better you're going to operate in the things of the Spirit because you're going to know the things of the Spirit because that's what this is. And the more your life's going to be better, and the more you're just going to enjoy life and let God take care of everybody that's around you. And what's neat about it is that you'll have wisdom and knowledge to help them walk through the things they're walking through because you're, you're more sensitive to the Spirit. If you want to learn on the things of wisdom, I couldn't believe how many scriptures in Proverbs there are on wisdom. Proverbs 4, 7. Wisdom is the principal thing, therefore get wisdom. Now, you can do that by studying, which is good, but you also do that by just listening to your inner spirit because he always gives you wisdom on every situation, every circumstance, always gives you knowledge. It's a supernatural thing when he gives it for somebody that needs it. I'll, I'll come in and I'll, I'll, I'll come to Candace and the Holy Spirit will give me something for wisdom. She needs that for that moment, for the situation. She'll give her situation and I'll give her wisdom. Now I'm saying, I'm just using an example. And I'll give wisdom. How much, man, bring me a whole bunch of people with wisdom and knowledge. I mean, that's what we need because we're, we're none islands. And how good it would be if everybody here was blessing everybody that was here when they come in the door. Have you ever thought about praying when you come to church? Lord, give me, give me some wisdom or, or knowledge for somebody today. Help me to discern what they're walking through so I can help them. Do that. Well, why? Because that's what we're supposed to be doing. That's what Jesus said from the very beginning. I'm showing you, I'm living these, these years to show you how to operate. Now, you just know that you got it. Step out in faith and watch it. If it's a blessing, do it. If it's not a blessing, shut up. Your flesh is working. you got five minutes. Father, we thank you. We thank you, Father, that everybody here is filled with the Holy Spirit. Everybody here is full of the Holy Ghost. And we thank you, Father, that we have the ability for you to flow through us with words of wisdom, for the answer, for the situation and circumstances going on, knowledge, having your will, past, present, and future to help people, and discerning of what people are battling, Father. And we thank you that we've got it. We just need to know how to, to be open, to, to be used by you at your will. Your will be done in our lives, Father. And we thank you, thank you, thank you for everything. Help us in the coming days to have the wisdom and recognize that we got that wisdom straight from you. Help us to have the knowledge of a situation and circumstance that will help somebody. Help us to get out of self. Help us to recognize that it's all about helping other people and everything that goes on. 
Thank you, Lord, for everything that's going on in our lives. And we trust in you, the good, the bad, and the ugly. You're using every bit of us to glorify and lift up the name of Jesus. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. you got about four minutes. Call you blessed. Don't leave without giving somebody a hug today. <laughs>